Welcome to tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I'm your host, number one, soon we'll be joined by the panel. Tonight we're going to talk about what do you really want. This is a very general question. We know what we want for our loved ones. What do we want? But what do you want? We have ideas planted in our mind. What other people want for us or from us? What do you want? I ask this question because some of the things that we want isn't our ideas. We've allowed other people to influence our mind. Again, let's talk about what do you want. Without further ado, let's get right to it. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, I'll, I'll join us just one moment, please. Can you say my dog here? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go. What do you want? Or well, do you really, really want? You know, when you talk, when you, when you speak with people, and they do everything to appease other people, but it's not really what they want. So essentially, there's no happiness there. It won't be any happiness because it's not theirs. I was having a conversation and a friend of mine came about and on the topic and it was you know almost like why things wasn't working well because it wasn't what he wanted as far as a relationship I would say as far as relationship yeah okay so like we'll- or, or certain certain elements of the relationship that he didn't want. Uh, okay. Okay, so let's dig into that. Like, what do you want? And when it comes to elements of your relationship, right? So, um, Not that you are a single man, but speaking from a single man's viewpoint. Uh, let's have a conversation. Let's be able to. Let's start right there. So let's be able to, to, to communicate without nagging. Okay. Without what? Let's communicate without nagging or in a condescending type thing. You know, um, and I think society has kind of. I, I don't know. It's like women don't want men. They want boys, somebody they could control and talk down to and things like that. You know. Well, let's talk about what brings about nagging first. You see what I'm saying? Because like communication and nagging are, are two different when you're nagging at someone, you're not communicating. Mhm. You know, but but if we if we are in communication um, communication actually will prevent the nagging. Why? Because when you communicate, you establish boundaries and expectations and 
you know, um, you learn about your partner. So, for instance, you know, washing dishes, your partner, if you're not communicating, then you don't know your partner can't wash dishes. But every time you turn around and, and you say, you know, you know, I get the dishes, I'm tired, and they get the dishes, and every time you turn around, there's a smudge here, smudge there, or food left here, it's because they weren't taught how to properly and effectively wash dishes. Um, and then they don't care. That's not their interest. So they, they don't spend as much time on those dishes. So if you were communicating, then when I'm mad at you for, you know, the dishes or, or the lack of, or your lack of, uh, I don't know, enthusiasm in getting the dishes clean, so forth and so on, then it, it becomes nagging versus had you said up front, you know what, I don't do dishes. You know, like I, I was never taught how to wash dishes. So, and, and now at, at my age, I'm not interested in learning dishes. So is there something else that, you know, I could do to help you out and we figure out something else for these dishes? That's communication. And, uh, you know, and it's also Agreed. compromising as well. Agreed. And, and and with the, you know, having having that conversation, communicating in the beginning before we even get to cohabitating, you'll learn that your partner isn't domesticated. I'm not domesticated. It's just certain stuff that I'm just not gonna do. You know what I mean? But we overlook that part. You know, you come over, you spend a night, and you know, you go home you know, Monday morning and all we did was lay up, watch T V and have sex. You you really not saying how I live. Because the reality of it is there's elements that we've left out, like getting up and go to work and morning routines and night routines and all that kind of stuff. You a whole I mean? lot of elements are left out. Yeah, absolutely. See that's 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 the thing. That's why when people engage in sexual relationships and sexual relationships only, they last so much longer. You know, because some people can just be having sex with one another for, you know, 20 or 30 years and never get married and, and live a blissful uh, life without no issues. I mean, they don't grow together, obviously, but even still, that's how they live because, you know, when when people – their sacrifices, like you said, to be made when you live with one another day in and day out. Yeah, and everybody not willing to make those sacrifices. You know what I mean? Sir, um, I got my own space. I got my own, you know, I'm used to that, especially after being that way for such a large number of years. Yeah. Mhm. Now, now, when you talk about what you want, if you're a person who is like, I have friends, well, I ain't got nothing now, but <laughs> I have friends, and, you know, who, who had aspirations to be married. That was what she wanted. But every time I turned around, she was, you know, from one guy to another. You know, in in uh, playing house because they were spending night and, and exchanging keys and you know to each other's place and stuff, but yet and still, 
how do you want a husband when you get out of one relationship, you go right to another? Like, you're not trying to get married because you're not trying to work on self in order to get married. Because mm-hmm. in my opinion, in my uh, it's not even expert, but in my experienced opinion, um, before you can be or want a relationship, an effective relationship with another person, you have to do several things for self. And one of those things is know yourself. And another one of those things, in my opinion, is actually know what you want, um, not necessarily in a husband, because I think that God gives you what you need in a husband, but you have to know what you want for yourself. And I say that to say if you're a cheater, right, you don't want your husband to be a cheater, then you need to fix that for quality or aspect of yourself before you get in a relationship. Because if you don't fix it and work on it before you get into your marriage, then you're going to, you ain't going to do shit but cheat. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you, you didn't work on that. You didn't, you didn't improve on that. You didn't, you know, you didn't go into prayer and build your relationship and faith, you know, so that that can be, you know what I'm saying? Dealt with. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that you you've also had another another aspect in there. We do the most without doing anything at all in those weekend rendezvous because we're not paying attention to each other's prayer situation. You know what I mean? Um you're not even noticing who who blessed the food, who washed their hands or whatever while we're on these weekend retreats. You follow me? Mm-hmm. And that's the part that, that you really would need in sustaining a relationship. Just because like if you don't see it in the weekend, you won't go see it in life. I mean, because we eat. So if you're not seeing me pray or bless my food, if you're not seeing me uh, showering and washing my hands and all that kind of stuff, and you there the whole weekend, then just expect that when we in our relationship. But seeing then, would would I would think some of those things are hidden. You know, when you when you on a weekend rendezvous versus you know a life, you know you in it for life because. Like, and and you can tell me this from a man's perspective. A man's perspective, if she's a keeper, then you're gonna want her to see those aspects. You know, you're gonna want her to see you praying. You're gonna, you know, if you're trying to keep her, you're gonna want all those positive attributes to come out because it's like, okay, I'm trying to take her to meet my mama. So let me see how she's gonna react when I, you know, drop this prayer before we eat real quick, um, or something like that. Now, if, if you ain't trying to keep her. Then you don't care if she sees you pray. You know what I mean? Like you, you may cook and, or you know, y'all may eat or whatever. You may eat before she even come over there, or you know, you may eat or you may cook and pray over the food while you cooking. Versus, you see what I'm saying? You may not want her to see that because you don't want her to see anything positive because you ain't trying to do nothing with her. But what you doing with her? 
That's a, good, that's a good question. I think that, again, you know, like your friend, she wanted to be married, but she didn't really want a husband. Or she wanted a husband, but she really didn't want to be married, whatever the situation may be. It's one of those things where you, you're missing the element. you got to see if it's what he wants. You know what I mean? And what he's saying what he what he's saying and what he's doing is lining up. You know what I mean? Like, is there an inspired action? You know what I mean? Like, are you on that same level? Are you living up to what you're what you're saying? Are you moving towards being married and moving towards being a husband? You know what I mean? Mhm, mhm. That's that's a that's a huge difference. Mhm. A huge difference, but we leave we leave that part out. That's a very important difference. I'm sorry, very very important element that we leave out. Just because we here the weekend, are we going out to eat? Are we going out to the mountains or going for a walk? What are we doing? Because everybody knows marriage life. Y'all would not be having sex every day. Especially when you got kids and when you work. All those things, right. And and, and, and see here's the thing though. <laughs> you can the you may not be having sex every night, but your level of intimacy is way beyond that. Because there are, you know, multiple when when you're married, you find other ways yeah. to be intimate with each other and not have to, or when you're not having the sex part. Hello? Yes, I'm right here. I'm sorry, I didn't... You were saying about the um, we have my, kids, my the, the level of intimacy. Right. I was done with my comment. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And that and that goes much further than than the physical. You know what I mean? What what are y'all gonna do when you you, you can't physically be intimate. You know, can y'all have a conversation? Can y'all talk about anything? Is just as important. Mhm. And see, and then, and then too, the the reality of it is, is think about it, right? When when you have a weekend rendezvous with somebody or whatever you call it, uh. You plan it. It just doesn't. It, it's, it's not like it happens. It's you know you've talked about it during the week, and, and he's gonna come over, or you're gonna go over. Um, it's planned. So what do you do? You have all the time to go and get dolled up, to get your hair and nails done, to get your feet, you know, your feet done, and you know, makeup, get you some new eyebrows and eyelashes, and you know, even buy you some hair if you want to. You have all the time in the world to to plan. 
ahead and do all these things the weekend before he show up or before you head out over there. And you also have time to, you know, get waxed and do all those different things. You you see what I'm saying? So you get all dolled up for this event. You know, you about to spend two days with your boo. And and the same for him. You know, he gonna get a fresh haircut and, you know, shave and do this, that and the third and and y'all spend this lovely weekend. Oh what? But y'all spend it. Well, not everybody wears beards and stuff. But anyway, whatever it is he do that he do to make himself likable or, you know, or to make you enjoy him, you know. So y'all do all these things. You get your best clothes. You get your best lingerie out, you know. Um, and, and, and then you go on this rendezvous. So you know your aunt ain't visiting in town this weekend, Right. But the reality of it is, and and you get real cute, so you don't have to tie your hair up. But the reality of it is, is, is when you take that wig off and you got them cornrows because you can't sleep in that hot-ass wig, you got to go to work the next day, you you take that wig off at night during the weekday when he not there. You know, you that's the he don't know that the lingerie you bought over there that weekend is the only step that you own because you wear granny panties during the week. You wear granny panties any other time because that's what you're most comfortable in. He don't know that you don't go and get your feet done on a regular basis because you don't have time because you're taking care of your babies and you're working. See, so all these, all this effort that you put for that weekend, that's not the same effort you put in your everyday life. So he doesn't even see the real you. He see everything that you bought, that you paid for. He see, you know, he see all this money you spend on yourself, but he don't see the real you. No, that's that's very important. Right. So is that what you want? You know, do you you want somebody who is never going to see you? You want somebody who is going to, you know, always see the dolled up you with. You know, with somebody else's eyelashes and, and, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, like, eyebrows that you, you know, that you can wash off? Or spray it on, whatever. You know, with you. Or spray. I mean, and, there, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if that's what you like, do you? But is that what you really want somebody to get used to? Oh, because there's a hefty price to go with it. Um, so don't don't forget. <laughs> I hope he factored that part in. But again, I personally, it's it's a lot of that stuff is useless because we I live an active life, meaning you know you you getting dolled up and you can't switch your hair because we can't. So that means we can't go for a walk or you know all that type of stuff. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's not gonna work. And maybe. That only works for that moment with him. But then, what about once you go get all dolled up? And he said, "Hey, let's go for a hike." And I was like, well, right. "I didn't, I didn't I, prepare for that." I ain't bring got shoes. I brought stilettos for the weekend. Right. Right. Hiking boots. I don't own my hiking boots. Right. So, so that's, yeah, that's it, the part it, that, it, again, conversation has to be had. Yeah, 
yeah, so, you know, what do you want? And those are things that, you know, for, for single people, you know, for married folk, you know, it's, it's one of those, what, what do you want from your wife? What do you want from your husband? You know, like, am I paying attention to what you want? You know, am I am I talking to you about what you want? Like, even something as simple as, you know, what would you like to eat today? You know, not saying that I don't have ideas. Maybe you felt like you wanted to eat, I don't know, chili. You know, so if if I'm asking you what you want and you feel like you want some chili, you know what, we haven't had chili in a while. Then that's me checking on what what. You want? Is there anything that I can cook for you that you would like to have? You see what I'm saying? Stuff is as simple as that. You know, that's communication. It is, and it's and it's very thoughtful and and considerate. You know, we often, um, again, <laughs> what is it that you want, though? You know, you know, I want some chili, but sometimes we don't take into consideration what we want. Um, and with me, it's 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 difficult because I'm so I guess nonchalant about so much stuff to where it really don't matter. You know, but yeah, you want this for dinner? Yeah, um, if you want to make it, or you know, my adamance is nah, wait, no, 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 I don't want none of that. But um, again, again. Oftentimes, I mean, you have some people that's that's getting married just for the sake. They don't even want to be married, but that's what society tells them that they should. You know, you're supposed to be married, you know, but you may not want to be married. Does that do we not take that into consideration? Look, and, and, and here's the thing. Somebody may tell you you need to get married or you're supposed to be married. They're not, they not going to be the one they living in your marriage. Whether society is your is your family, your friend, or classmates, or what have you, doesn't matter who they are. But the fact of the matter is, you like, well, y'all can't be doing that. Y'all need to go ahead and get married. Like, okay, well, if we go ahead and get married, you going to be there? You know, you you gonna be there to help me get through? Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be right there with you. I'm gonna be living with you the whole night. I got I'm gonna have more influence on your marriage than you do. When I go to buy well, a house, I gotta take you gotta take me into consideration. If somebody, if somebody, if you have a situation where somebody has influence over your marriage and what you do, then you need to reevaluate your situation and reevaluate the reason why you married. Because I ain't married you for your mama, okay? I didn't marry you for your grandma. I married you for you, point blank, period. And if if I got to call, you know, your grandma to see what she wants for dinner tonight and I can't ask you, I don't need to be with you. I need to be with your grandma. Right? That's what I'm trying to please. That's That's what I'm considering. I agree. I know. So, for, so. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You good? Well, you're, you're absolutely right. We don't. 
we we forget a part where it says please unto. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's about us. It's not about grandma. Literally, it ain't even about the kids. It's about you and I. Me and you. Is it? But but we we forget that part. We forget that. Although, you know, mom and grandma may be significant in our life, and 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 daddy and and father and you know maybe present in your life, it's about us. Well, they are significant, and we are grateful for for having them in in our life. You know, especially um, being able to. Just live um, just being able to live be alive at in this day and age, you know, because shoot, there's so much in this world that's taking us out so fast, um, having your parents and grandparents around at this day and age is a blessing, nothing short, but even still, you know, while we are grateful for them, can't live to please them. Why? Because chances are they 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 gonna leave us behind in this world. And if we're trying to please them in this world, then what do we do when they left us behind? Right. Now, you know, what do we do? Who, I'm who stuck do we with you when you stuck with me. Right. And see, and, it, and, and, and it's strictly about um, oh, come on. Excuse me for one moment. You know, when it comes, when it comes to when it, when it comes to you know as much as it could be disheartening or or people feel as though um, not 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 like they may get offended because um, a married couple didn't take them along. And that's the part that really troubles me. You gotta understand that um, these are two adults, two consenting adults, and this is what they decide to do. It really doesn't matter if mom or grandma, daddy or anybody else approves, because. This is a, their this is their right to get on. You know, God brought these two together. He got us who's gonna keep them together. Especially if their if their God is in their foundation. That's the difference. Um but I know my mm-hmm. grandmother was had this, this notion that, you know, I had to get her approval. No. She also had this notion that uh, 
if my wife calls and she calls, I should answer her call first. Now, again, that's another myth. <laughs> for no other reason, for no other reason at all, I enjoy my peace. So I'm going to answer the phone for my wife because that's who I belong to. Right. And then if it's one of those, you pick up the phone and you think, you hold on for a moment. Uh, let me answer. Okay. You know, or whatever. That's cool. You know, or it's no, I'm calling because we need to meet at the hospital because something such, such, you know what I'm saying? You don't know. I'm at home with, with your kids. You know, you, you got to come home. And if it's something, and if it's a situation where there's a catastrophe, even if it's not, but my point is, is that if there's a catastrophe here or something that you need to do here, which is your household, I think it would be in, in all our best interest for you to answer your wife's call first. No, because there could be an emergency, yes. Or... It, that could be something that requires more immediate attention. It's mm-hmm. some of the things that we overlook, bottom line. And we overlook what we want. What I really want is peace. Right? So what am I doing to foster that, to nurture that, to make that come to, to truth or to life? Me not answering my wife call versus my grandma call is not nurturing to peace. It's not. It's not. Not. Um. Yeah. No. It's not nurturing. So we get. We got to keep that in mind of what we want and how we're going to make it come about. You follow me? Absolutely. If you want, if you want a million dollars in your account, sitting at home is not likely. It's not the way to get it. Right. Not likely. So that's the thing. As, as married couples, what you got to do um, first is communicate as singles. You know what I'm saying? Like, talk as singles. I mean, and it, of course, Pastor can chime in when he get on, you know, about the sex part. But I, being married, now understand why God um, says about fornication and and having sex out of wedlock and different things like that because there's so much involved and so much that you don't get to see in other people and typically when you're doing that that's all you want to do so you don't want to talk. You know, you don't want to sit and have conversations about, you know, what 
what y'all, I mean, not just favorite food, but everything, everything, getting to know a person's uh, soul, not just a person, getting to know their soul. Because when you know the soul of a man or a woman, you know, it's, it's something to be said about that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 100%. I was I was sitting here thinking when you know you you we I mean I don't know about everybody but you know I had sex before I was married and I remember distinctively. We're done actually having a conversation. It wasn't like we going right to sleep. Like we're having a conversation. And it was like the conversation was a continuance of the sex. You know what I mean? Uh, and sometimes the conversation before It'd be a good preference for the sex. That that part has to be in there, you know, because, like you said, once we start having sex, our souls are connected. You don't want to be connected with a soul you don't know. (laughs) Right, right. But it's it's something to be connected with to a soul that you that you recognize. You know, when you uh, that that first conversation it was like like the comfort, familiarity is there, like it was not the first. Have sex, like I know this is our first time, but it's not like the first. You know what I mean? That's when, because truthfully, your souls aren't only taught when I penetrate you physically. Your soul starts connecting when I penetrate you mentally. You know what I mean? Once we start having conversations and and stuff like that. That's when it really started. Uh-huh. So I agree. It, it was a sense of it was a sense of familiarity when it comes to this because of the the conversations, whether they were intimate or or not, or you know, peaceful. Or, you know, call me. That's the part that you, I think, one must remember, especially when you become a husband and wife. So, I, I guess when the, the topic is on what do you want, so, and, and you said you want peace, so... How 
did you know that once you chose your wife that you would or she would bring you peace or would be a part of your peace or that you could even achieve peace? Because when we met, that was really the only peace in my life at that moment. Everything else was chaotic. You know, new place, new job, all that. But the moments that we were conversing, the moments that we were together, that was the peace. And so you knew that would continue? It, why would it change? You're right. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I know. you know, I, just, just... I get it. I mean, it could, I get you it. know, I don't know, but uh, not, it's just more. Not likely. I mean, I would say, you know, if you knew my wife, but, um, yeah, not likely. Not likely. Let's take this time to introduce pastors in the line real quick. And then, uh, good evening. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Good evening, ma'am. We were talking about what do you really want. We're actually speaking uh, from a from a husband and wife standpoint. But we're talking about uh, the ideas of what you want versus what other people want for you and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So, And, and are you fostering? Are you uh, bringing what you want to pass? You know what I mean? I can easily... Uh, say what I want, but if I'm not doing anything to bring it to pass, it's nothing more than just talk. So we were just speaking from a narrative standpoint, and she just asked me, you know, uh, how did I know that she would bring what I wanted just to catch you up? Mm. It's a good topic, very good topic. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what's been said at this point. Um, but I mean, you know, when you want something, regardless of what the other person is bringing in, you got to be, um, you know, prepared to receive it. You know, that's. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's you know very 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 important, and um, you know that's one thing that you know, and I'm gonna throw a little bit of. A little bit of God at you. That's one thing that God, God never prepares blessings for us. He prepares us for blessings. And so, you know, in reality, whatever you're asking for, you should be positioned to receive it. You should be working towards it. You should, it's not so much that you deserve it, but you know what? Um, When it gets here, it's going to be a perfect fit. I don't have to do a whole lot of work to make, I don't have to make it happen. I can just let it happen. And so mm-hmm. I heard you say when I first got on here, you were saying how your life was somewhat, you know, chaotic. Uh, you said uh new job, new place. You were naming all the new things. And my, you know, without knowing what you were saying, it, was, it sounded like positioning. It sounds like God was, you know, giving you a new start, you know, 
new place, new job. God's not going to send you an old woman (laughs) in a new place or a new job, you know. So you needed, you needed somebody new to fit right in there with you, you know. The Bible said you don't put new wine in old wine skins because the old wine skins can't handle it. So if you start Mm -hmm. to see transformation and change occurring in your life, that's because God is going to send you something that, you know, that fits that mold. So a lot of times you want to try to drag along something old when God is doing a new thing and you just mess it all up. So positioning matters, you know, positioning really matters. So that sounds like what was happening in, sounds like that's what was happening in your life uh, when Miss Quick came along. And that's just a show. That's a show. Hey, man, welcome to the line, man. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, man, y'all, y'all, y'all come up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know if y'all got like a, a, a some place you just pull these topics from. I, I have no clue where y'all get this from, but it is. Uh, it's 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 always on point. It's always, you know, very relevant. You know, um, so I love. I love it. I'd like to just find out how you guys come up with these. Sometimes is it. Trial and error, life itself is it just you know, but you know again it's good stuff, really good stuff. Well, we'll talk about my, my the, the muse later on. We <laughs> might not approve of it, but we'll talk about it later on. Sounds good. But you know one thing, Miss Quick, when you when you were saying. Uh, how did I know that it was going to continue? And remember, I was saying how we had those those conversations. Um, the spiritual connection started then. It didn't start when we were intimate. That was physical sense. It started with the conversations. So I already had a sense of the peace that you would bring. And I didn't. I never wanted to disrupt that, so we did everything to foster that. In addition to everything else, we wanted in relationship in our marriage. Mhm. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, it does. Now, what did you want? Let's talk about that. Hello? What did I want? Okay, the line got quiet. The line got quiet. I got scared for a moment. See, because here's... What did I want in a husband or what did I want from you? Let's let's start. uh, Let's start with, I guess, because I was me before I was your husband. Because... Right, because see, and here's the thing, like, even, I didn't know what I wanted in a husband, and and I'll tell you why, because I had no idea um, of what a husband was supposed to do, well, let me, let me rephrase, let me rephrase that, I didn't know what I needed a husband to do, because being single, 
I thought that I had everything under control. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, it does. you know, I, I thought I was all right. I thought I was good. You know, now, not that, um, I mean, not that I'm big and bad and, you know, I can do anything you can do, that kind of woman, but I had a job, right? And I was able to, you know, take care of myself and pay my bills and do what we needed to, to do to, to get by. Um, I had an alarm system, so I, I thought that I was protecting myself. You see what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that I was, you know, when I when um, going out to the mall and different things like that, I thought I was being smart and parking close to the door or, you know, and different things to where I could minimize any issues that may or may not arise. So being single, I had I, I thought I was I thought I was doing good, so I didn't know what I needed in a husband because when I looked at you know my life, thought I was all right. Shoot, I mean I ain't doing too bad. Um, but then it was you know like meeting my husband. You know it was um, refreshing. Right, um, from the first conversation until now, um, it's it was refreshing to be able to have or sit and have a conversation with um, someone of the opposite sex and not feel like a piece of meat, not feel like I was being um, objectified. Violated or objectified, you know what I'm saying? Not, you know, not you know, being called out of my name, you know. Hey, you know, babe, can I get your phone number? You know, you didn't even ask me for my phone number. I got up, you know, and 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 walked out, and you know, not knowing it if if I if I'd ever make it back um, to that shop or or whatever, it was. Refreshing, and you know, because honestly, when I first walked in, I was like, "Oh God!" You know, it was. You remember what it was like? Yeah, I, <laughs> it was. It was so. It was so many men in there, and I wasn't. I wasn't afraid, but it was just an uncomfortable kind of environment. Um, and I guess that that was probably just the way the business was run, but it was. The environment wasn't family friendly or woman friendly at all. It was uh, like a, a man's place. I don't know, but anyhow, um, so that it, it had one strike. It was like, oh, ain't no families up in here, you know, and it, it, different things like that. But just sitting and having a conversation with someone and feeling refreshed, not weighed down, um, it was nice. It was absolutely nice. At that point, I still didn't know what I wanted in a husband. Still had no idea of what I needed in a husband, because I still thought that I was good. Okay. But then you got a husband. Looking back now, what I needed but obviously is exactly what I got. Um, that covering, right? So 
a long time ago before I even moved, you know, my prayer was that whatever it was I needed, whoever it was that that God was going to give me, um, had to see him first before they even saw me. Like if, if no one, my prayer was that no man could see me unless they saw God. So if I were going to be found, I was literally probably hiding, you know, like peeking around. <laughs> um, but so that was that was first and foremost. So whoever it was, whoever was going to be for me, had to be rooted in um, in faith and, and rooted in God and actually looking for me. Um, and then I knew that I was not going to go out of my way to meet anybody. That was not my priority. My priority was taking care of self, you know, making sure that um, I was good and healthy first and foremost spiritually um, and then emotionally and different things like that. So I knew that I needed someone who was going to be connected to God and then I also, I mean, obviously for protection and a provider and, you know, a father and a dad to my kids. And so it's just now this goes on and on and on. I knew I didn't want somebody to shop with me. You know, I don't, I don't want nobody who, you know, can go cook but can't work. I don't want nobody who can go spend money but can't make money. Um, I needed someone who was driven. Gosh, well, I mean, I could keep, I could probably keep going, but I think, you know, I give you a pass to turn it off. No, I can ask what you wanted in a, one or another. I mean, and so uh, again, it, it's usually one of those things where, what. Grandmama and mama and them want for you to have and husband. No. Your husband should do this. Your husband should do that. If he don't do this, don't don't mess with him. What have you versus what you want. But like you said previously, the most important part was what God knew you needed. And then the you weird thing me? about that is I never I never got advice like that. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Because the the one example that I had in a marriage, you know, my, my grandma and granddaddy, they had passed away. Um, my grandma, granddaddy died when I was 12, and my grandma died when I was 19. Um, so the one example I had was gone. Um, I was probably younger than 12 when my granddaddy died, as a matter of fact. But anyhow, the one example that I had was gone. So, you know, I can't, I can't get marital advice from my mama. She, you know, her and my daddy didn't, they didn't make it. Um, I can't get it from him because then, you know, once he got remarried, he still didn't make it. You know, so, you know, and the auntie that I grew up with, she had never been married. Um, so I didn't have anybody telling me that because I don't think that the women – I was surrounded by actually knew what men should and shouldn't do because they didn't have one. Mm. <laughs> I mean, so they so, could. It, so they could it be 
they they was telling you because they they wasn't successful, so it's like don't make my mistakes or nobody told me what a man should and shouldn't do for me. No one ever. You remember, you know, when as my grandma, you know, when I got to the when I I would like to consider myself old enough to uh, date or, you know, interact on a deeper level as far as relationship goes. My grandma had died. You know, I was 19. I, I didn't, I'm not one of those girls who met a high school sweetheart at, at 12 and, you know, went all the way through high school, booed up. Like, that wasn't me at all. Um, in fact, it was quite the opposite. You know, like, I I always did group things. I didn't hang out with, you know, that, that just wasn't what I was about. So um, by the time I was in college where, you know, it would have been a feasible time to start, you know, my grandma died. So it was like, you know, the, trying to figure out relationships at that point, I wasn't even for it because I, I grieved for years. Um years after her death. So, you know, that was the furthest thing from my mind. So I never really mm. had the opportunity to sit down and have a woman tell me, you know, and, and quite honestly, that's, that's, <laughs> that's probably why God did it the way he did it, because, you know, I can tell you everything about our relationship from start to now defies what people would think it's supposed to be. Like it is, it's, for me it's been like a, a whirlwind to say the least. You know, it's been supernatural. It's been, you know, there has never been any doubt in my mind from the time um, of of getting to know each other to now there's never been any doubt that, Things should have been different. Um, never been, you know. Even even when, you know, we had you know talked about it and had gone through marital counseling and you know discussed the date and then told people. I mean, you remember these phone calls like, "I can't believe you're doing this. You you don't know him and you down there by yourself." Look, you know what? Right now, y'all causing me like it was more chaos with people with people's opinions of what I should and shouldn't do versus you know cuz usually when when you're most people when they when they're trying to make a decision that's going to impact their lives they're wishy-washy right and that's because God mm-hmm. isn't in it you know you know it's it's kind of like ah oh, well well he's this he's that he's this he's that but he didn't have this that and, and they're doing these lists I never had a list I knew um, that we were going to have family. Like, and there was absolutely no question, you know, no second thoughts, no third thoughts. And, you know, after I let everybody get through their emotions and I, you know, and I simply said, you know, this is what it's going to be. You can either be a part or not. Those who came along came along, and those who didn't didn't. 
we had that conversation at the ATM uh Wells Fargo, Washington Mutual was it? He was telling me like, Oh I told him this, Whoa, hold up, wait, what? Oh, surprising and very surprising. Pastor, you wanna chime in on this? <laughs> no, man, I'm enjoying uh I'm enjoying hearing hearing the story. It's it's um you know, as 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 she tells the story, um, you know, I don't know the entire story, uh, but as she tells the story, it's, it's clear, at least to me, in my opinion, you know, that I can see, um, you know, the hand of God, you know, preparing and shaping and reshaping and using, you know, tragedy. Let's just say, you know, uh, her grandmother had lived you know, another, let's say five years. It's a tremendous possibility, great possibility that the two of you guys wouldn't even be together right now. Um, mm-hmm. Because of the tragedy, it sounded like it, you know, caused her to grieve. It kept her from, whether she realized or not, it kept her from dates. It kept her from relationships um, and, and, and all of that. And because uh, if her grandmother had lived and, you know, let's just say she would have met someone else. She never would have met you. All I'm saying is God has taken your sorrow, your pain, your frustrations, um, and all of that, you know, to to prepare you for, uh, you know, the man of your dreams and to prepare the man of your dreams for you. It, it's just amazing to hear y'all tell the, um, you know, t- tell the story, you know, and for him to say, we had that conversation at at ATM. We had this. That's just so many um, things that you guys say, and you can just see the hand of God just strategically, as He says in His Word, ordering your steps. I mean, He's leading you to, you know, uh, a new city, leading you to a new state. I mean, just so many things that are taking place, and at the same time, He's preparing her. Um, he's working on you. I mean, you know, there's all types of things going on. And who knew that the two of them were going to be divinely connected? It, only God could do that. So when she says that she didn't know what she needed, that's the beauty of it. You know, she didn't know. I don't think she did know between the pain of her grandmother and the failed marriages of her mom and dad and then her dad again. Um, I bet she didn't know what to expect. She didn't know what to want. But guess what? Um, the Bible says that God will give you your desire, the desires of your heart, and when your heart, your desires line up with, um, you know, God's word, that thing is going to take off, and that's exactly what happened. So, um, you know, just all you can do is look back and say, "Wow, God, you, you really did this." I mean, you know, you connected dots that we didn't even know existed. So. That's the part I'm excited about is to see how this connection was made. I mean, it seemed improbable, you know, um, years ago. But look at how it went. Uh, ended up. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You know, you said something, and it made me think about when there was a brush fire and it, and it burns down acres upon acres and. Then, you know, you look up a few months later, there's one single tree standing. That's 
like this situation. You know what I mean? Out of all the, the tragedy, just uh, blossom out of it. You know what I mean? Um, that's just what it, that's what picture came to my mind just now. And also, when we was at the ATM and we was having this conversation, I was a little overwhelmed. I'm not going front. I was a little overwhelmed because, you know, the conversation wasn't with distant relatives. It was with a close relative. And it was like, wow, like, you know, anybody else would have been like, you know what, I'll say this when they sit by me over because, you know, you're coming between two close relatives. Uh, but it was like, nah, and this is what it's going to be. Either they go be with us or not. Really? So, so she told me, you know, and that was like, okay, a confirmation. I've always believed that it was, you know, essentially us, just us, um, especially up here. Well, not only up here, but it, it, this was just a small decibel of it because it was just us on a greater scale. Everybody else is is, is aligned to us, but essentially it's just us. So that's what came over my spirit just now. And I thank you. Mm. Well, well. That's right. That's it. It's it's not rocket science, you know. It's it's um it's hard to fathom too complicated situation because it's so simple. It's God. It's just that simple. Just that simple. Yes, sir. And I'm I'm man enough to admit it. My wife, she's woman enough to admit it and we give him the credit. You know, in fact, um he's the cement that we both stuck our feet in and we're stuck. <laughs> right there with each other, with God as our glue, if you will. And that's a good glue to have. Miss mm. Quick, any thoughts? Uh, no. I mean, I think that, you know, when we're, when we're talking about, like, what what do you want, you know, from this aspect, it was, you know, my simple answer was you. I, I didn't know. I, I had no idea what I wanted, you know, because I, I didn't I didn't have anybody. And maybe, like Pastor said, that, that was a good thing, you know, because my life could have turned out different had I had people, you know, saying, oh, well, you should do this and do that. Well, yeah, um, could have been different. But, you know, just, just me being who I am and how I am, like I don't do what people tell me to do anyway. I never have. <laughs> that's probably that's one of my problems because I'm, I'm, I'm the child goes left when everybody tells me to go right. Um, don't know why. That's oh, just how I'm built. You know, Ms. so Quick. I'm not, huh? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, my goodness. Huh. So um, I, I say that to say <laughs> that, you know, that that was a good thing that people weren't, 
you know, in my ear, and I wasn't listening to anybody else because I was going to pray and decide, you know, how God wanted me to decide anyway. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. Another another aspect, Pastor, that that you didn't uh, that you don't know. <laughs> I went and bought I bought a Jaguar. So I go get the Jaguar, come back, I get arrested on the way back. I get pulled over because the tent is too dark. Okay. And because in the state of Florida, the tent laws are different than Georgia. Didn't know my license was sitting there. I get arrested. Go go to jail. And I'm I'm tripping. I'm tripping because she and I just met. And I'm like, the whole time, like, oh, she don't think I abandoned her. Like, like you know, God, let her know that I'm still here. You know what I mean? And... After we got together, after we uh, got married, go to get my license situated. The arrest, the arrest, the tickets, none of this stuff is on my on my record. Like it never happened. Never <laughs> ever happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. When we were changing from the Florida license to the Georgia, yeah, none of that ever happened. Yeah. And, and I'm at the I'm at the DMV about to go crazy because I know that this happened. Yeah, we got. I go back home. You know, we had the ticket. I go back home to look at the ticket. Like here it is, right here. It didn't. It never happened, bro. <laughs> again, again. It's very simple. It, it was God. That's 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 that. And and then like even because it it because when you were on your way back, we we were talking, and then um I think it may have been like four hours, and I hadn't heard from you, and I was calling. I was like, man, that's just weird. Now he's not picking up. Now is that work? And so we were um finishing up. Lunch. Well, we had just eaten lunch, and like somebody was like, "Well, maybe he just left and went with another woman or something." And I said, "Well, I said, no." So that's not. Like, I don't think he's that kind of guy, you know. Like that's not. That's not what I get from him. And so I'm sitting in puzzle because I'm like, something's wrong. Because you know, we were just talking like several hours ago, and he ain't coming back, and he should have been home by now, and different things like that. And um, so you. You did call me. I don't know how you called me, but you had called me and oh, told me. You remember what had, what had happened? That's because my fat brother let me use the phone. And I was like, oh, I was like, I knew it was something wrong. But um, anyhow, um, everything you know ended up working out, of course. And it's and again, it's just been one thing after the next. You know, now being in the marriage, knowing what I want and what's important to me, obviously I'm I'm right there with you, is peace. You know, I'm peace is something that is hard to achieve. Yeah, I mean, I don't know I don't know why it's so hard. Maybe because it's so rewarding. 
but peace. And so before, excuse me, anything disturbs, you know, our our peace, you know, it's like cut off queen is back is back in effect. I had the hiccups now, but that's just what it is. Excuse me. I mean, again, just hearing everything, you know, I'm I'm not going to say I hate to keep bringing God in it, but it's so obvious. Um, You know, two things. Number one, um, the scripture says what what you meant for evil, God will use for his good. And, you know, things like that, being arrested and, 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 and things like that, you know, God used that with Again, he didn't he didn't break the connection. In other words, to me, that was confirmation that this thing is supposed to be. You know, um, you know, uh, and that's the beautiful part of it. And the other part is this: you know, at some point we have to learn that okay, you, you're you're telling your story, and at some point we have to learn the lesson God wants us to learn, and that is okay when things start falling apart or bad things start happening, that's not the time to get sad and question God and doubt God and question each other. That's the time to get excited because you know God is getting ready to do something that you know you're going to be talking about 10 years from now. And so, you know, sometimes we freak out when bad things are happening, but it's the bad that births the good, you know. You can't have the joy that comes in the morning without the weeping that endures for the night. And so when you're in that nighttime, instead of focusing on the night and how bad it is, then turn and say, well, morning got to be on the way. You know, that's the beauty of it. So uh, that's what we have to start doing. So you can remember the car you bought. You can remember the tent on the windows. You can remember, you know, being arrested. You can remember all that stuff. But like you said, it was expunged some kind of way, you know, off of your record, which is a good thing. And then when you got out, she was there still still waiting, still available. And, uh, again, you don't know why God allowed. You know, it was like driving down the road and all of a sudden you it's like, okay, the light's green. Everybody went. Ten cars in front of you was able to make the light, and you got stopped at the light. And it's like, this makes no sense. I hate this and hate that. You can look at it like that, or you can get to the next stop light and realize somebody – uh, ran a light and hit the person That would have been you mm-hmm. See God is doing mm-hmm. more in our life than we realize We don't realize how he's mm-hmm. Protecting us, preparing us You know, he knows when to slow us down When to speed us up He knows exactly what it's going to take To get us to that right place And to that right person And so again, I just keep seeing the hand of God um, On you guys Uh he, you know, I believe in divine connections. I believe that God makes divine connections. And once he makes them, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they're for a lifetime. And so um, God gave you all a model marriage. He, he really did, you know, so that you could tell other folk, man, just hold on. I know you're in a bad place right now. And, you know, maybe you're incarcerated right now. But guess what? In the middle of my incarceration, look right here. Look at Look at this. Beautiful woman God gave me, and, and look at the life that you know we have. And uh, it started off with incarceration. So, a lot of times we make the error, man, of just 
freaking out when things don't go the way we want them to go. But if we would just hold on and realize, oh, God is up to something in my life. So um, that's the thing that I'm picking up from what you guys have done. He's made a divine connection, but he took bad things to bring y'all closer, it seems like. I agree. I agree 100%. And I just sent uh, both of you the image that I was talking about. But um, he has. He he, he did his part. And at the time, I'm not going to say, I'm going to say my relationship with God wasn't the way it is now. So I'm, I'm panicking because like I know who she is, I recognize her, and my whole thing wasn't even about me, cause I know that's that's I'm gonna be out, but I can't lose this. You know what I mean? Like nah, like 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 try. I I just need to make this one phone. I need my phone for one minute. <laughs> I need it for one minute. Just so I can mm-hmm. get this number out. One minute. Mm. Bro, I didn't care about it. I didn't really care about it. I didn't care with nobody else. The owner, <laughs> my, 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 my coworkers, my, my job. I don't want to worry about that. I need to call her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had your priorities in order. <laughs> yeah. Then, and the funny thing, then, I need you to call my grandma. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> I call my grandma and then her. No, 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 no. I need you to call my grandma. I know you ain't never talked to her. <laughs> I know this. Tell her who you are, but just tell her where I'm at. Cause remember, did I call? Of, I don't even think I heard yes, her call. Did. I one did call. Earlier, well, you did call her, but one of the earlier conversations we were saying how family would be uh, offended or insulted because they don't understand the rules or, or the protocol. But your wife takes priority. Right, my <laughs> wife is a priority. Don't get upset that I I answered my wife call before I answered your call as mommy and grandma. No, 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 no. Don't be upset about that. Because once the peace is over here, we can handle everything else. She and I together. But if I go over here and now y'all are chaotic and now I got to go back home to chaos, now I'm all screwed up. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just a fact. Come on, bro. You know what it is. Yeah, when that family try to try to jump ahead of you, you know, of the wife. That's that, and I think that's probably how we kind of got on the topic too. Um, about what is it that you what do you want? Because you know, you you either want your your family, you know, and and I say family, not not the family that you made with your wife, but you know, your I guess extended in this case. Um, or, or you want your, you know, your wife. Well, I had them. 
for a long time, and I ain't going to say they all met me good. I ain't going to say they all didn't make me no good. But I know that <laughs> what God put together is good. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm sorry, Pastor. This is your part. My bad. And now, <laughs> you are, you are. <laughs> I was just saying. Hey, I, I own no right to anything, man. <laughs> you got just as much access as I do. I'm well concerned. That was well said. I mean, that's why I laugh. You know, when God comes together, you know, it's funny because you you are you are a very unique person, man. And and I don't know, maybe you maybe you are aware of what you're saying. But I laugh at you because what you're saying, you you got a way of, of quoting scripture without knowing <clears throat> quoting scripture. You just spit it out, you know, and that's why I get tickled. You say what God put together is good. Well, in the Bible, in Genesis, every day that he made something, the last word he would say, well, after he made the fish and the birds, he said, it is good. When he made the water and the sky, it is good. He goes on and on through a entire chapter, and all he says, it is good. <laughs> And so there you go. What God put together is good. So you quoted scripture, hey. and that's, that's why I laugh like that. It's just amazing uh, to me. For somebody, you know, maybe they didn't read the Bible every second of every day, but they're, I, I guess you could say, they've got truth in them, and it comes out. And, and that's um, that's just amazing to me. It's just amazing. And it's, it's, it's um, great to hear it. You know, because uh, <laughs> you know when 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 people try to speak against you, uh, but maybe before y'all got married, you know they don't know you. They don't know, you know they don't. You know maybe you don't dot all the i's and cross all the t's on their little paper, but you do with God, you know, and that's the beautiful part of it. So God, uh, what God is joined together, let no man put asunder. I like that. So, uh, yeah, it is good. And look at look at what, when God put it together like that, look at how it's, you know, I'm sure it hasn't been without its moments or whatever, but it, it's, it's blossomed, it's bloomed, you know. It's a lot like this little plant that um, you sent a picture of or whatever. It's in the midst of everything else. It's still, it's still, still making it. And that, when God put it together, that's what you have to remember as a married couple, okay, no matter how dark it gets, no matter how uncomfortable it gets, no matter how, it doesn't matter. Guess what? If we're together because God put us together, man, that's why the Bible says no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to, you know, in the middle of adverse situations, that's not going to stop me. It's just not. So, uh, and that's what you guys have done, seeming, seems like to me. You push through. Everything, and you know, whenever you see anything green, quick, that represents growth. Yeah, it represents growth. So everything around you can be dying, but you guys have stayed green somehow, and that's a beautiful thing, man. Thank you. Um, I'm I, 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 I'm gonna take the compliment, but I can't take the credit. You dig? Um, <laughs> I hear you. It's. Again, we're there, but we're concreted in God. You follow me? So we know what to do when it's 
um, out of our beyond our reach or our grasp, or it's it's too much. That's um, that's actually one of our both uh, requirements. <laughs> we both that was on our list, you know, for each other. Um, in the relationship with one was was God that was the foundation. Um, yeah. Let's click. I don't know if you remember that, but I remember we was laying there talking about that, and uh, <laughs> we talking about God in an ungodly situation, but um, he was he was he was present, and that's what we wanted. And I believe that I misspoke when I said peace because. Um, God bring us that, you know what I mean? Uh, we we can do our part, but if we're not grounded or grounded in God, it won't be any peace. And I think that's where our peace comes from is because we are uh, grounded and concreted in God. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it does. I mean, and again, that was just, you know, question, one of the questions is how did you, like, how did you know that, you would be able to, you know, that your peace would be, I guess, permanent in the beginning. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. Now, even though, you know, like like Pastor said, you know, we've blossomed and grown, um, but that's not, you know, we, we've been through, what do you call it? Trial and tribulation. Tribulation, trial and tribulation, just like everybody else. So, is and and we've had to had to grow through some of that and um I think the the best thing about that is taking the opportunity to to learn from each other. You know, like um I've always heard people say pick and choose your battles, you know, and, and it was when we first got married it was, you know, like different things that, that I or first got in the know getting to know each other phase, it was and he was like, I don't do chores. He was like, I don't you know, clean up and stuff. He's like, that's just not what I do. Um, I'm not domesticated. It, he says he's not <laughs> domesticated, but he married, so he domestic. He domesticated. Um, not <laughs> not probably not to the point that he could be, but he is. But that was one of those things where, oh, okay, well, you don't, you know, you don't wash dishes, you don't take out the trash, and you know, like different. I grew up doing that. Well, he didn't. So that was. Since I know that, they're just I don't ask him to take out the trash. Why? Because I know from the very beginning that's just not what he's gonna do. And before I sit up here and try to nag after him and ask him to take the trash out the bathroom and replace the bag and you do it like this, before I do all that, you know, it's just whatever I compromise is, that's what I go to. You know, whether it's teaching the boys how to do it or he he, he willing to pay somebody to help me do it, whatever it may be. That's what we're going to do because I'm not going to argue with him about taking out the trash. And so it's just those things that we've known. Um, but that's how, because we, we talked about nagging earlier, that's that's how we keep nagging at a minimum. You know, I don't have to nag after him after this because I already know that we, we have comp- a compromise in place for that. So let me just go ahead and, you know, use my – Compromises, so to speak. How much it is? 
Yeah, that's. I mean, again, um, one of one of the pivotal uh, moments in in our marriage was the counseling, the premarital counseling. Um, we had we had our list, we had our ideas, and you know, this was one of the exercises that uh, Pastor gave us, who's our premarital counselor, uh, was to to write those things down. Write down your deal breakers and write down your, you know, the things y'all want and all this kind of stuff. And in in doing such, you know, um, we were able to be honest when we came to the table and mm-hmm. and speak on it. That was a very important part of it. Very important. Um, now, granted, you know, we had to get off the phone so we could go watch. Uh, the Bible was on TV, remember? Yeah. But, uh, we definitely was in tune, and it was also a solidified moment in what we seen and what we went over and where we wanted to live and the way we wanted God to be in our lives as individuals, but also our lives as a married couple. So again, communication was the key. Pastor, you got mm-hmm. anything? Well, Miss Quick said something that um I think a lot of us need to to know and to um realize. She said that um you know, she knew before you got married that, you know, you weren't gonna weren't domesticated as you as you defined it that you weren't domesticated. So she said after she got married, she don't even ask you to take out the garbage, and she's not necessarily complaining about it. And the reason I say that um, we all need to know that you can't marry somebody. He, he he was in the club and he was in the street when you married him, and then the day you marry him. You expect him to be in the church jumping and hollering and praising God? No, baby, that's not what you married. You got to know what you married. Don't, don't, don't marry one thing and expect something else. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't try to make me something that I'm not. Look, baby, you, you knew, you know, I was trying to, trying to secure that bag then. So, I'm still doing the same thing. So don't say, I don't know what's going on. I don't. Yeah, you do. That's what you married. You know. And so um, a lot of people, they make that mistake. You know, I'm going to marry him, and, and marriage is going to change it. Marriage don't change Marriage will change it. It's a lot like money. You know, if you get money, a lot of times it'll make you more of what you already are. You know, if you're a giver and you get a ton of money, you'll be a bigger giver. But if you are cheap, you know, then you get a lot of money. You're going to be cheaper. So, you know, marriage does a fix who we are. It doesn't change who we are. It just, <laughs> you're just married now. So now I'm just going right. to continue with me. And uh, so I think it was key that she said that, and I hope everybody was listening uh, when she said it. Um, and, you know, please understand, she understood what she was getting. Now, if she didn't like it, she could have said, you know what, Mm-mm, no. But she had her she had her list of deal breakers, 
and that method wasn't necessarily one of them. So guess what? That won't be an issue in their life. But guess what? At some point, when he does decide, I'm I'm ready to be domesticated, that's just going to take them to an even higher level. And that's Boy, that's going to be a call for celebration. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no, no. You got to get it. Chief Pastor, you just said something. I don't hate to interrupt you, but as Ms. Quick was rude to interrupt you, I'm going to go ahead and interrupt too. <laughs> One because one of the things one of the things to be honest, she knew me going to church. Now nah, I work on Sundays. Now nah, I ain't gonna be there, you know. But she yeah, said yeah. never mind her because her papa would go up under the tree, right? <laughs> and so she was she was used to that, you know. Yeah. But then yeah, in 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 time, in in God's time, here I am doing probably what she. Her idea, or right. you know, we could go to church together, or whatever the case may be. You right. see what I mean? But it's, it's yeah. in God's time. So the, right. the maturation process, she still essentially got what she wanted over the long run versus it being a deal breaker right now. Because God said, "Well, you got five. You know, we can work on that other one." And That's then we right. With the full six later on. But see, you and, and I think you said something very key. It wasn't for me. It's not about you going to church. You ain't got to go to church to know how to pray and follow God. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, the, you see what I'm saying? Like, so you had, you know, you had a praying spirit before before you met me. You kept that. Now, have you grown in that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, have you grown in your faith? Yeah, absolutely. But it, it's not one of those where I'm beating you over your head to go to church. Never have done that, you know, and I, I've never had to do that. Why? Because that your faith is what we've is what we depend on. So whether whether you go to church or not doesn't matter so much as your walk with God. Now that doesn't mean that I ain't gonna be the church Sunday pastor or Bible study tomorrow. <laughs> that just means that you know. <laughs> Oh, that's funny to me. So oh, every time funny. I see, nah, it's just amazing because, you know, a lot of times people think, okay, I can pray and that's going to drag him in and that's going to do this and do that. Listen, man, you can pray and it may be years before you see the manifestation of your prayers, but God answered them. And we need to mm-hmm. learn to be patient. And, you know, you said earlier that, what God brings together is good. Well, okay, mm-hmm. you know, if I go, I grew up in a family, and they would they would say in a heartbeat, "You need to get in the church now. You need to get in the church." And I, and while I understand, really, um, I think what they're saying, but the church don't fix it for you. See, here's the thing: if I went to church when my mama wanted me to go, um, I wasn't gonna stay. I was going for my mama. But right. I wait and I let God bring me in. 
then you know the likelihood of me hanging in there. Now I'm gonna go because yeah, I'm not trying to satisfy anybody anymore. And and that's the the thing. We're so busy trying to be people pleasers, man, and 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 we're making ourselves miserable. But timing is um. Uh, you know, God's timing is impeccable. You know, it's, it's, you know, so maybe on day one, you know, you weren't going physically in a building or, you know, year one, year three, year whatever, you know, it wasn't happening. A lot of people say, well, he just, I don't know how you stay with a man that don't go to church. Well, look what happened whenever you were patient. See, again, you knew what you were getting when you married him. You knew, okay, on Sunday, this brother going to be out grinding. He's going to be doing what he got to do. Okay, but that don't necessarily stop you, and he didn't necessarily stop you. But now, you know, all these years later, guess what? This brother uh, clicking in and checking in and, and um, sometimes before you do, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it had to happen in God's timing, and it had to happen whenever, you know, quick got, you know, got his mind. Uh, right on everything. So we got to stop, man, just um, trying to control everything. Because, again, the Bible does talk about the difference in our time and God's time, God's way and our way. Man, they, they just as different as because we don't know. We just don't know. Boy, night and day. We just don't know. It's, it's mm-hmm. a night and day difference. And, 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 and it's funny because um, – and, and all this, you know, I was like like you were saying, you know, the relationship with God um, is much more important than the relationship with man, if you will. Now, follow where I'm going with this. Um, Pastor, I call on a guy, a good friend of mine, who's like, yo, I need you to help me install these outlets. I need you to help me do it. He was like, all right, I got you. But be there. You know how, how black folks do flake out on me last minute. <laughs> I said, God, I got to go down here and miss all these lights. I got I got to do what I need to do because the process still must go on. In the end, I got my son involved. I can't I can't look back in front of my son. God, don't. My son, me and my son came down here, and we did what we were supposed to do. Right? Three days. We ran the wires. The next day, we connect the wires to the outlets. The next day, we powered them. Never, I was familiar with it, but I never had to do it myself. Right? No concept. More importantly, I know that too much electricity will kill you. It can keep you alive, and it can kill you. So, went ahead and tackled it. Me and my son. And blessed behold, everything worked. That was God. That wasn't me. How do I know it wasn't me? Because I'm sitting here looking like, nah, I wouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have done it. Where all these wires going, how they got here. That was God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, no doubt about it. Lean on God. Go for God, not for man. Even if we're going to church. Go for God. You don't go for the pastor. You go to vote. That's right. Me personally, I don't care who in office. I'm focusing on God. 
There we go. And I want to apologize to you, Pastor. I want to apologize to you. You can ask Miss Quick. I told Miss Quick, I said, I'm not going to church no more after the election. I'm tired of him talking about going to vote. You got to focus on God and don't worry about voting. <laughs> still asking. But then I said, you know what? I, I got to support my brother. He got to do his thing. I'm going to support his thing. Just because I don't do it don't mean it's wrong. And because he do yeah. it don't mean it's right or vice versa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to apologize to you, although oh, you, you didn't know that that was my mindset, but I want to apologize to you. Because my premise was Jesus didn't vote. Yeah. No, no, no apologies needed. It's, to be honest, we, we're part of a broken system, and if we get back to doing it the way God intended for it to be done, you know, um, you know, there's truth in what you're saying, and there's a reason why things were, you know, uh, um, established where they're established. There's money involved, there's power involved, there's control involved, but God was about, you know, distributing equal power. You don't, you know, you don't put hand, the power in one hand or one party or one race or one, you don't do that. You just don't do that. The Bible says God treats everybody the same. We're all equal. And that's the way he intended for it to be. And uh, unfortunately, our quote-unquote democratic system, you know, um, why should I have to vote on, um, you know, things like that? Why can't I just say, okay, if that's what, okay, if God chose you to be a business owner and me to be a pastor, then I can support you, you can support me, and neither one of us are higher than the other. We just we just work together. That's the way it was, right. I think that's the way God meant for it to be, but you know, of course, we take things out of God's hands and put it in ours, and uh, then we end up in our current situation. That's basically what happens. You know, uh, you got a uh, whatever this is, uh, Supreme Court justice that just died, and they're fighting over a seat before they get her in the grave. <laughs> you know, they they they, 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 they ain't even really buried the woman yet. Or whatever they're going to do with her, and and they're fighting over, you know, who's going to fill her seat and all of this, and that's it's sad. I agree, I agree, hundred percent. But I just know that um, for me, it's what made me what, what what my apprehension comes is you know you tell people you tell everybody that it's your right, but then we could, if we could we could take it away from them, then it's not a right. It's more like a privilege, you know what I mean? Meaning that you have the felons that you don't want their votes to count, but you said they're right. Yes, sir. So it it seems a little uh, hypocritic, you know what I mean? Like don't don't be hypocrite about the situation. If it ain't they're right, say it ain't your right. Say it's a privilege, and if your privilege is based on whatever. So don't tell me yeah, it's my right to. Yeah, but well, you saying can, you like take that it away from not, me? Well, the saying like that is not politically correct, and they'd rather be politically correct than honest, you know. And um, <laughs> you know, but that's how the, the system is set up. It's way that it's, it's established like that. You know, God's God's kingdom, God's system. You know, when you hear something, the phrase "kingdom of God," He's talking about, you know the law and the way he established things to be. You know, he wanted operating mm-hmm. running just like that. 
you know. But we don't want that. We want it, you know, the world's what we want to put people in the office that we can control. Put people in the office that's going to absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's that's what we want, man. And that's not how God um, intended for it to be. I mean, it just never, you know, in the Bible, people wanted a king. They did. They would ask, "This other nation got a king. We want a king." God, like y'all don't need no king. It's, everything's good, but. They would. They wanted a king, and some of them went out and built the king or whatever. They just—that's just the way it was, man. But you know, when we allow God to be God, and we allow Him to be, you know, our priority, our source, and we lean and depend on Him. Guess what? He's not going to fail us, and He's going to point us in the right direction. And as long as God is in charge, people ain't going to starve, man, and people are not going to be homeless. He can make sure everything Thank is you. all right. It's the way it is, you know. So thank you. It's definitely a flawed system, no doubt about that. Well, I'm not gonna let we we we've allowed this too often to come between us as 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 a people. Um, You know, the Republicans don't kick it with the Democrats and vice versa. But I'm not gonna let that come between you and I. Because it ain't that serious. Follow me. No, so please. I definitely, I definitely, you know, wanted to put out that. Now I'm not one to talk about you behind your back and not tell you to your face. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, so I would, I would tell you straight up, like I was, I was that hard mad because you keep talking about voting, and it's mm-hmm. like you know you got to do what you got to do for your situation. You know, see, the difference, so, the difference, the difference in you and the majority of people that I'm are talking to is this, you know, they depend on someone else to take care of them. Who, whoever's in office, they, they have to have a certain person in office in order to keep, you know, their gravy train rolling or whatever. Mm. Whereas you're the type right. of person that says, you know what? I'm just going to put my trust in God, and you know what? Um, I'll roll with him any day of the week, and I know he's going to provide. He's going to open doors. He's going to work miracles. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, my my folk, they don't they don't necessarily – they saying it is one thing, but, you know, going out there and doing it, that's a whole other thing right there, man. So, you know, um, so that's where, my, that's where my folk are. So I'm like, okay, if that's how you're going to do this thing, you're going to have to get out there and vote because if you – you're not gonna vote, then don't complain. Because ultimately, complain. It, it matters to you. It matters to you who's who's in office. And my thing is, I don't care who's in the White House as long as I know who's on the throne. You know, uh, and, uh, you, you know that that's what matters. That's the priority right there. You know, and I can give scripture. It says that the government shall be on my shoulders. That's what the Lord said. In other words, let me Thank handle you. this. Y'all don't know how to rule and reign. You don't know how to do it lovingly and evenly. You don't know how to, you know, to to uh, to, to, to appreciate the black man, the, the man that's on the bottom of the totem pole. You don't know how to do that. You don't know how to share what you have. You don't you don't have sympathy and empathy for uh, anyone that don't bring value to your life. So, you know, and and that's how we mess this thing up, man. We we. Man's law has gotten in the way of God's plan. It really has. It really has. And uh, you see it all the time. You see it, you know, every.
every day. We wouldn't have to have all the medicine that we have now, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, it, and it wouldn't be a, you know, you wouldn't have these big pharmaceutical companies getting, uh, I'm not even going to say filthy rich because it's beyond that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And then a lot of the lawmakers getting kickbacks because <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's a, it's a funny system. You can see it, you know. But the only way to end it is you got to get out and vote to do it. Now, if everybody stood up that claimed to be children of God and said, no, we ain't taking it no more. I mean, I'm not against Black Lives Matter or any other organization. I respect them all. You know, do what you feel you got to do. But we all got together and just said, you know what, we're going to do it God's way, and that's it. Nothing else. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, you see some things turning around. You see some things turning around. Willing to do that? Now, I'm against Black Lives Matter. That's my personal, that's my personal <laughs> thoughts. And we, you want to, we can talk about that later on. But when it comes to this situation, that it's, it's politics and religion don't go, or spirituality, excuse me, don't go hand in hand. They don't. To me, spirituality supersedes politics. And if we're gonna Promote relationships with God. We, I need you to focus on God and not the your your political party. Even even your situation, even if you for your political party, for your situation, still you got to focus on God because God can change your situation much faster oh, yeah. and more efficiently than your political party. That's and right. Family. I'm sorry. And permanently. Yes, and absolutely. That's, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, and this, go and this is what we, we got to go through it every four years. This is what years. I know for sure. Uh-huh. Mm. So that's, that's yeah. my, my position on it, you know, but we got enough distraction. We got enough things that keep brothers apart. And we don't. Either we go change it or we go continue to perpetuate it. And I think yep. we should change it personally. Yeah, but after after you have uh, gotten to the point to where you're depending on, you know, the government to give you um, a check once a month and then give you a check for your kid and then uh, to give you, I mean, you know, we just, we depend on the okay. government. That's that. yeah. for some people. For some people, that's that is their source. That's their that's their yeah. income. That's how you know the government will give you housing. The government will give you even a cell phone. You know, the government will do all that stuff for you. You know, yeah. um, in the, in the church, uh, one of the things that you have to be careful with is you know you have you have an op- uh, uh, the opportunity to become a a non-profit organization. Well, with the church, basically, if I want to obtain a certain status, then what happens is if I get that tax-exempt status and all of that, the, 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 the government can actually tell me, okay, now you can preach what you, you want to preach, but, but, you, but, but we got some control over this now. We can dictate what you can. Like, for instance, if I bring in a Democratic to talk to my folks about running for office. I got to bring in a Republican. I can't stand there legally and say, 
hey, listen, y'all go vote for this guy or that guy. I can't do that because why? You can't endorse I'm, anybody. I'm, that, that's exactly right. I can't mm-hmm. do it. So now I'm, I'm instead of uh, uh, freedom of speech, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm limited. Now think about that. I'm think of, just think about that. I'm telling these folks, I can take you to the poll, but I can't tell you who to, who to vote for. Who to vote for? I can't, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't say that. You know, are they got the right to come in and shut down the church anytime they get ready? Mm. Yes, now, sir. yes, the word. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to keep it about we keep it about God, right? That's so now, what we say, yeah. This, this, this is the government is your daddy. It yep. shouldn't be our father; it should be our government. Yep, but we sold out because what the government did is they 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 included enough God to make us think that they were going to do it that way. And that's why on your currency it says "In God We Trust" or "God Bless America" or. You know, and it's one thing for God to bless America, but when is America gonna bless God? You know, when America gonna bless God? Yeah, we 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 said we're gonna include Him, but we're actually leaving Him out. You know, that that's not how God does things. You're not gonna tell me God will allow, you know, one party to look down on another, or you know, that's not how God operates. God don't. God don't need to have a, a meeting in order to. Okay, they're talking about a stimulus package, um, and you got people out here that are struggling because they're not working and they need that, and they've been debating this for several months now. Okay, now let's just say it wasn't being done by the kingdom of God. People would already have what they need. They ain't got to have a meeting to help people. You know what I'm saying? So you know, watch this, though, Pastor. Watch this. Watch this. What if, hypothetically, God is showing you that all the stuff that you want, you don't need? So he, he teaches you to scale back. Well, there you go, quoting scripture again. He says, first, the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all his other stuff will be added to you. I'll give you that stuff if you need it. <laughs> if you need it. But we got a lot that we don't need. It's just that. You know, the grass was green on the other side, and I want some green grass. So, But then you're not doing this. You're not doing this out of, out of sincerity and, and, being, and being genuine. You, you're doing well, this to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, and, and once I get the green grass, we, we I should be trying to compete, on, right? That's it. I get my green grass, and I put a sign up and say, keep off the grass. I mean, you keep know. Keep off the grass. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you keep off the grass. Don't don't step on my grass. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. you said it earlier. It's hypocritical, basically. It's it's absolutely hypocritical. But uh, I was looking to do my nonprofit, and I refuse to have a government involvement for that reason. Don't don't tell me what I can and can't do. Don't say well because. It's a nonprofit, and you're dealing with the homeless. We 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 because we finance or fund you because GFA got to say we fund you, so we come in and, and give these guys flu shots there because if not, we'll take away your funding. There you go. So we right don't get now. the funding from the beginning. This right now, we're not going to have you come in and just shoot people up and use them as test dummies. 
That's right. So if I go to the government and I get a grant from them for a million dollars and I put up a nice facility and everything, they have the right to come in and audit my books. They have a right to come in and say, well, since you got this building up, we want this to be held here. We're going to do this there and whatever, whatever. And there's nothing I can say because in essence, they own it. In essence, they own it. So you have to be careful. But again, if it's done God's way, and the people of God come together and say, you know what, we don't need nobody to build that for us. We'll build it ourselves. So you know what, we'll Here's ten dollars from me, ten dollars from you, and ten dollars from you. And matter of fact, I'll carry the, the bricks and I'll, I'll, you know, mix the cement and I'll do this before you know it. It's up and done. That's that's yeah, the way that it is. But we don't want to do it that way. It's easier on my pocket if I get the government to do it because now I don't have to give anything. Then then I'm going to call it ours. No. No. (laughs) It's not. Because who's your daddy? Now who's your daddy type deal? (laughs) That's it. And and the funny thing is, and and I was telling people about this, the stimulus thing, and, you know, when when it came out and and, and it's, you know, it's changed to have certain people's names on there, it's only to remind you who gave it to you. Right, so it's almost like a, a bribe. You follow me? So you can tell that that, that the intentions aren't pure, because if the, if the intentions are pure, you don't need to put anybody's name on there. Why would you? Why you would know, you? And then, and in reality, are you really helping me out? Or are you just giving me back what I already paid over the last forty years? I mean, you know, am I really just getting my money, own money back? You know. It's it's funny. The interest on my money. Some of the interest yeah, on my money. There you go. You I'm just that's all that's all that you're doing. It's not even hurting you. So it's it's a it's a system. That's why the God that's why the Bible talks about the kingdom of God. You know, the kingdom of God it means it's run by a, not a king but the king. He's in charge, he's in control. You know, you wanna know what to do, you pray. I'll show you what to do. You do that, and everybody happy, everybody blessed, nobody homeless, nobody hungry, everybody don't need health care because we're eating better, we're living better, because the government come in because, and they regulate food. Because we, we know better. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yep, yep, yep. That's it, brother. I just, I just know that you know, in all this, I know, I know. Um, no one is going to like when I say this, but, you know, I don't care. But I am grateful for this COVID, for the reasons, you know, that we mentioned before. You know, we talk about the opportunity for everybody to get closer to God, everybody to get closer to family, you know, um, for you to really see what you need and what is a luxury. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That part of the game right there. Um I don't need to work, you know, nine days a week, you know, 36 hours a day. I don't. Because in this regard, I'm taking away from God, I'm taking away from my family, more, more importantly, my wife. You know what I mean? We have to keep things in perspective. And I think that this COVID thing kind of scaled it back down to bare bones, skeleton situation, so that you could see what you really need and what you don't. 
Yep. Because we live we live in a time of, I guess, glutton. You know, we 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 we'll keep doing it until we can't do it no more. We'll do it real big, we'll go eat it all, we'll go get it all. But in actuality, we ain't really getting or doing anything. Yes, sir. Well, I too had to learn that. I too had to learn that. Oh, yeah. I too had to learn that. And the sooner the better, man. Yeah, I, I agree. And, um, uh, again, you know, the COVID thing have it where we all could attend. There's no reason not to be able to go and listen to the word somehow. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. This COVID thing has, has made it possible for everyone. So if you don't, it's, it's, it's really no fault of anybody else but yours. Nope, it's a, just an absolute choice, you know. And, you know, because um, like you said, this is the opportunity for all of us to get closer to God, closer to our spouse, our children, our family, Um you know, it's, it's time for us to clean some things up and out. Uh, this is the perfect time. He's given us ample time to do this. And, you know, we don't take advantage of it. War on to us. War on to us. You know, because now nobody has to go in a church building. Nobody has to drive. Nobody has to dress up and impress anybody. Nobody has to stay in service for two and a half, three hours. None, none of that stuff. You're just saying, well, you know what, God, I, I'm going to give you, you know, an hour here and an hour there, and I'm going to listen and see if I can't hear something that will uh, inspire me, motivate me, sustain me, help me to understand where I am, you know, whatever, whatever. There's no reason now. We, you know, he's made it somewhat convenient in, all, in reality. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my goodness, man. But people. I mean, we had a, I mean, we had a conversation. Uh, about four, maybe five uh, topics ago, and we were, we were saying how, you know, when when the principal would call your wife, she she would go. But remember, mm-hmm. now that this COVID thing happened, it don't matter who yep. calls. Yep. It ain't no going. That's right. So <laughs> when I tell you that we we sit back and we don't. Look at the small things. You know what I mean? Because now she can say, "Nah, I ain't comfortable because I got to think about my family." Yeah, that's exactly right. That's God. That's God. We we don't be paying attention, but but that's God. Now it ain't no choice. Yep, he's doing it. He's doing it subtly, man, and we don't. Uh, we sometimes we just choose to be ignorant. We choose to ignore it, but uh, God allow. Listen, man, with the power God has, He could take this COVID off the face of this earth anytime He got ready. But for His own reasons, He's leaving it there. And you know, <laughs> people's finances should be getting better, man. Uh, people, Come on, uh, again, marriages should be getting better. Our children mm-hmm. should be getting better. Parents are fussing mm-hmm. because they're having to. Uh, 
you know, teach their kids at home. Well, we should have been spending more time with them anyway. You know, uh, you can't you can't go to all the restaurants like you could. So guess what? We should have been cooking and eating healthier meals anyway. So really, to be honest with you, man, it's just um, I'm not gonna say it's a blessing in disguise. It's a blessing that we're missing. You know, um, for me personally, able to slow down and not travel nearly. I mean, my travel's down probably at least by 60%, man, and I'm not wearing myself out. I'm here basically in my house, and my family's right in here with me when I'm having service. I'm not dragging them up and down the road. And, uh, you know, when it's over, I'm able to love on them, spend time with them, eat dinner with them, stuff that I wasn't able to. Man, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, Pastor, God gave us about, about three grand in this whole thing. Well, I say so. <laughs> we were paying $4,600 a month yeah. overhead, and now we're down to a fraction of it. That's what I'm talking there's about, no, right? There's no variation. There's no... No exhaustion. We're not. We're not at each other's throat. We're not. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's so much that God has blessed us with. That's that right. In the grand scheme of things, He knew what He was doing the entire time. Our problem is we try to know what He's doing. No, well, I don't even know what He's doing. As long as He knows, I'm good with that. Well, brother, like I always say, that's above my pay grade right there. That's some that's some back room conversation. He he can have that on you know, you let him handle let him handle his business. it's benefiting me. Why do I need to know it? Decide whether I like it or not? Come on, man. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And that's but that's the beauty of it. And but we overlook that part. And I, I just would like to challenge everybody to just stop. I just look down and look at the overall, the, the, the get an area view of the entire situation. Yeah, look and at I the promise picture. you, you have a lot more to thank God for than to ask Him why. Man, this pandemic has taken a lot of lives, no doubt about it. But you know what? I'm gonna say this. I mean, no disrespect to the lives that have been lost because uh, it's taken a lot of lives. But you know what? It's saved a lot of lives too. Because, yeah, it has given a lot of lives, too, uh, yes. Yeah, it saved a lot of lives, man, because um, because of the inability to go and do as we would normally do. You know, you don't know how many traffic accidents or overdoses or whatever didn't occur mm-hmm. because of this. Mm-hmm. So, again, no disrespect to the those that have lost loved ones. I, I mean, that's horrific, but that's... There's a there's a there's a bright side. A lot of us were headed for destruction and didn't even know it. Didn't even absolutely. Know it. I I agree 100. percent I know for a fact. Um, not physical, but mental, and and almost even spiritual. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I believe I would I'm even go be bold enough to say even emotionally that that it was coming. But uh, God slid in the nick of time and it wasn't there. And the reason why I say it because when it comes to when it comes to family, a man there's no end to what a man would do. Right. But when God said, you know what, fall back, I got this. 
it's easy to tell a believer, a family of believers that, but to someone who don't understand that concept or that premise, it's hard to say, well, I'm listening to God. You know what I mean? Because they can be like, well, we got these bills, you know. Yeah. How, how God yeah. go versus saying, stop, I'm listening to God. So in this entire situation, he's, he's removed everything, the major overhead to say, now you can stop and listen to God and tell them this so that way they'll understand too. That's right. And he's given us all much needed rest, much needed rest for our mind and our body. So, you know, all that's, all that's worked for our good, no doubt about it. So all I'm gonna say is again, like you said, he's gonna get he's gonna get the honor and the glory out of it, and we're gonna get the That's benefit right. of it. And I do see, I I be listening to you, and I do <laughs> believe that um, that is evident. <laughs> no doubt about it. Now I know you got to get ready to go do the prayer line, so want to go on the plug the zoom in real quick and. And go on and handle your business Oh, pray for us, of course Yes, sir Well, on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock um, And on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Both of them are um, approximately a one-hour service uh, You can zoom in And the meeting ID is 661-994-2000 and then the password is just simply the word Calvary. And that's every uh, Sunday and at 10 a.m. and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And then daily and nightly, daily, whatever, at 6 a.m. and 11 p.m., uh, we have prayer. And that's just general prayer, no, no strings attached. And uh, you can dial in, and that number is area code 605. Three one three four eight two two, and then once you're prompted, just enter code one six six eight two nine, and we're just having prayer. That's just all there is to it. So I'm gonna pray here. I'm gonna jump on this other line and have prayer, and uh, back on there again at six a.m. Um, that's just my reasonable service. It's all about Him, not about me. That's certain. And so um, if I can't do anything for anybody, I don't have a million dollars to give them. But, man, I can pray for them. I can at least do that much. So I thank God for that. So, Lord, we thank you so much for this conversation on tonight. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to see you uh, move your hand in our lives and in our situations. Thank you so much, God, for quickening his life, uh, opening up, Lord, and allowing us to see a glimpse of how you connected them, how you delicately led them one to another, how you used tragedy and, and, and what seemed like bad events to, to bring them together. Lord, help somebody realize that it's not about where you are right now. You know, God is literally ordering your steps to get you where he needs you to be. We serve a God of divine connections. And then thank you for letting us know, God, that there is a difference between the world system and the world's way of doing things, and the kingdom of God. And I pray, God, that we'll get our priorities 
in order, and we will just allow you to be God. We're not going to fuss at people about it, but one day I believe our eyes are going to open, and we're going to make up in our mind to allow him to be the priority, the source. And when we do that, the world will be a better place because of it. So thank you so much for this conversation tonight. Thank you for the comments from Miss Quick. Mr. Quick, thank you so much, God, for just allowing me to just be a part of it. Thank you so much, God, for having a forum where we can speak truth and then uh, have prayer. That's all right with me, God. I thank you so, so much. We're not uh, where we should be, but thank God we're not where we used to be either. So I thank you for the growth. I thank you for the maturity, and I thank you for the opportunity. Be with us, Lord. Keep your hands on this ministry, on that family, and bring us back together on next Tuesday night. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, man. God bless you. Oh, uh, yeah. You too, bro. Peace. I do know that it's a very, very tough situation we're in. But more than that, I know that if anybody or anything can bring us through, it's God. So to to answer the question, what do you really want? I believe that the relationship is God, with God should be the answer. Because once you have that, everything else uh, will come with it, from peace to communication to the, the spouse that he needs for you. Um, that is that is evident. I think Miss um, Quick, my wife, who I love very much, and I think my brothers, uh, Pastor Robinson and Dr. Twin, his absence. Um, if you ever need premarital or even counseling during um, your marriage, uh, talk to Pastor Robinson. He is the one. Not promoting or endorsing anyone, but I know that he is the one. In conclusion, love God. Establish a relationship with him. And everything else will open. He will change and do everything else to adjust you to his will. Love each other. He said, love thy neighbor. Pray for one another. Be safe. Wash your hands. Until next time, from the streets of the pulpit, next Tuesday, Eastern Standard Time. Peace. It's been a long
But I know 